We're back this episode talking about the Mexico Grand Prix, or as I call it, the Mexico blow my brains out for how boring this race was, Grand Prix. <laughs> it's lights out and away we go for okay. episode 84 of the Nashville Podcast. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. <laughs> On the uh, on the post race show afterward, I don't remember her name, Rosie or Rosanna or something like that. Was like, yeah, it wasn't a wasn't a very exciting race, was it? But a lot of talking points. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's not a great way to start like a race recap, lady. Oh. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, as Ian just mentioned, uh, we have finished the Mexico Grand Prix, and um, it was something, you know. <laughs> It was something. I feel like, you know, you got to expect some duds every now and then. And I think, you know, unfortunately, it was the this time around, the Mexico Grand Prix is a bit of a dud. We got teased a little bit. I saw uh, Sergio got like a five-second uh, five pit stop or something. And I was like, oh, is this? Are we going to have some yeah. action? Are we going to say? And yeah. then, yeah, it was basically like people complaining on the radio, uh, you know, some DNFs that were unfortunate. But other than that, relatively, uh, relatively boring race. Um, not the most fun, but obviously, you know, we're here. We're going to lighten it up. We're going to make it fun. We're going to make the recap at least fun. Um, so, I mean, not a fun race, really fun recap. That's how I kind of like my racing. Uh, on this episode of the podcast, we will be covering our good, bad, and ugly, our race haikus, followed by our race recap, gambling corner, making some money this weekend, Hey-o. and then our race predictions recap. So, uh, starting right along with our good, bad, and ugly Ian, would you like to go? I want you to go. I would like to go. Ian, actually, I would like to go. <laughs> it's, it's my decision that I'm going. <laughs> Finally, dude. Finally get to go. All right. So my good... Um, huh. A good for this weekend. <laughs> um, it was nice watching the race from my couch at like 3 p.m. So typically, you know, I have to wake up uh, specifically, specifically for the race. Now I like got to watch it, uh, kind of like naturally. I mean, by three Oh five, I was like done wanting to watch it, but I mean, it was a cool five minutes and you know, something that I'm not typically uh, used to happening. So, uh, I think th- that that's my good. Yeah. That's, that's good. That's good. That's, that's good. good. There's something. All right. Uh, so my bad, <laughs> this one was a lot easier. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> Um, all right, so my bad. I actually mentioned something like this last week, and maybe it's just me now paying way too much attention to it. I'm like kind of looking for it, but I'm kind of getting tired of the announcers like feeding us kind of shit during the races. They'll use like one lap's worth of data uh, to try to build a story to make it seem like something's like crazy is about to happen, and then like ending up not even being remotely close. Um, I think the biggest thing that I noticed this weekend was. After the first pit stop, uh, Max pits about four laps before Lewis. Max takes mediums, Lewis takes hard. And I think it was like one lap that they were like, oh, Lewis um, is actually quicker than Max on the hards. Uh, it was by like 0.1 seconds. Uh, and then like it, w- it lasted for a good 10 laps, uh, saying like Lewis is in an incredible position to, to win his first race of the year. And then it was like, it, 
it was one of Max's easiest race victories at all time. But it was just like, I was just hearing it. And I was like, dude, stop falling into this, Matthew. This is your fault if you believe this shit. Like, this is not a real thing. I like, initially, I caught myself initially. I was like, fuck, dude. Like, will Lewis win finally? And then I was is like, it? no, 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 no. Keep doing it. I like, hold it. And so I'm just like taking everything they say with a grain of salt, even if it is. I'm starting to hear them say stuff that I know is true and with fact, but I'm like, oh, like, where's your angle? Like, where you're just wanting more clicks, you want more people, like, in listening to the race because, like, you just want to beef it up. So I'm kind of, like, running into a little bit of a scenario there where um, I just don't believe anything that's that coming out of their mouth. And my ugly is going to be sore cheaters and losers. So first off, we're going to hit the sore cheaters. Uh, foolishly, we did not cover the Red Bull scandal in our last podcast, so I think this is a great time to hit on this. Uh, the final verdict came out saying Red Bull will be fined $7 million, lose 10% of their time in the wind tunnel. So I I personally think this is a very fair pr- punishment. Um, I do think that like monetarily that's a good chunk of change, and uh, and not only will they be getting like the least amount of time in the tunnel for their finish this season, but losing an additional 10% on top of one of the most important parts of finding out about your car, how good it can be, and what you need to improve, seems to be like I think a fair decision. Um, with that being said, Christian says that they will be grudgingly take the fine slash penalty and will not apologize at all. Um, I don't I don't know what part the first part of it saying we like we will take the fine and penalty. What's what other option do you have? <laughs> right? Like well, we're, I guess we'll, I guess we'll fucking take this fucking penalty. It's like no, like no you. You will, regardless if you want to say that or not. Um, and then, like, really going out of your way, maybe don't, like, I could see something where, like, oh, he never apologized on our air, but for him to be like, we're not going to fucking apologize for this, for us getting caught or cheating. I don't know. This seems like another real principles of Formula One thing where it's like, you know, oh, you said something really mean to me earlier. And he's like, I'm not fucking apologizing. I don't care. Like, you you had it come in. I'm going to take like my i'm gonna take getting in trouble from the group and not getting invited to the party <laughs> but i'm not apologizing for shit it's like oh dude come on just fucking apologize yeah but you got got he did get got and he uh he doesn't like to get got and so he is acting like he didn't get got but um i mean marco it was really just a difference in interpretation is what it came down to per christian mm. so they didn't break the rules they just interpreted the rules differently uh, <laughs> yeah, which is something that I'm definitely going to start saying one a of, lot more. One of ten uh, constructors that interpreted it the wrong yeah. way. It's weird. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot. Of, there's a lot of rules. There's too many rules. We need less rules. There is. My other part is going to be now sore losers. Um, we're going to switch from Red Bull. We're going to move on to Ferrari. Mattia wanted to use his time to point fingers elsewhere when it comes to on-track blunders. This time at fellow tattletale Toto and his Mercedes crew. <laughs> Mattia has been getting reamed all year about very obvious errors when it comes to quick decision-making, and he felt that Mercedes didn't feel the same wrath that he has been getting. Went on to say that they're getting criticized so much, but felt Mercedes blew the chance to win based on their tire decision this past weekend. I don't know about you, Ian, but um, nor did I see anyone else kind of say this, but um, I just didn't see this being the case. Like I thought the Red Bull car was just faster plain out and simple so i don't know if this going the medium to hard was like the difference maker of saying hey they definitely would have won this race i just i thought that this was pretty clear cut that max after three lap after three turns into the race he was like a good second ahead 
of Lewis. So I just didn't see where it's like, oh, well, like if he changed tires down the road, the same one that Max did when he was faster on the same tires at the beginning of the race, that he would have actually ca- caught up and passed Max. It just didn't, the, the math doesn't add up to me on that one. I think he was just saying like, hey, I'm tired of getting made fun of. Can someone make fun of anyone else right now? Yeah, I think uh, the I think the differentiation here is that Ferrari have maybe made some mistakes that cost them race wins, and Mercedes could potentially have made some mistakes that like could have sh- like lessened the gap of their loss. <laughs> right, but right. it's no, like dude, I, I fully not, agree with that one. But <laughs> they're not like losing that, wins off this. Like you're losing. No, wins no, off that was that. not a like. Yeah, I think there's very obvious times of like you really lost that race, and that was. I don't think anyone could say like easily that Mercedes absolutely lost that race because they ch- changed those tires yeah. in the wrong way. No, I don't think so either. But who knows? We so need so we need yeah. sore winners and sore cheaters and sore losers in this sport to make it entertaining. So thank God for all of them. <laughs> thank God. All right, good stuff. Um, uh, my turn. Good, bad, and ugly. My good, starting with positive. The mariachi trumpet version of Formula One uh, at the at like the Formula One theme song at the very beginning of the race. That was awesome. And I was watching it with a couple of buddies, and like slowly we all started to realize like. <laughs> Hey, is this, this is something's different about this? this. And it's like, weird. oh, it's a fucking yeah. mariachi band doing it. <laughs> like, that's awesome. We need more of that. Like, we need if it's in Austria, I want someone like yodeling, you know, yodeling the Formula One theme song. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. we we need some more variations, like country. Yeah, remixes. remixes like at every. Yeah, I love that a yeah. lot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Will Buxton was just fucking suited out <laughs> this weekend too. Did you see all this? All his little fun uh, Halloween Mexican themed uh, costumes. Yeah, dude, he he loved it. He he was he was in his element there. I think that was like his favorite weekend of all time. It made a scene. Yeah. Maybe he's part Mexican. A little 23 and me action. My bad is going to be the Alpine and Alonso relationship because it's getting a little rocky right now. Here's a quote from uh, quote from Fernando. I felt fast today, but once again, car 14 stops. Uh, and so he talked about how it just seems like in the five DNFs that he's had, just feels like the reliability issues aren't necessarily as bad on Esteban's car, which is just, you know, just miles ahead in terms of reliability. Hmm. So this could, I saw this, this could be the first season that Fernando gets outscored by a teammate, which is crazy that he always outscores his teammate, like in the, in the same car. So is that, well, Lewis, he wasn't teammate. Oh, wait, true. McLaren? Yeah. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like, wait, I know that's not true. One. <laughs> All right, so this is just in. Twitter isn't always accurate, which is crazy to me. If what? <laughs> Right. Maybe starting after, starting when he came back from his big. Maybe crash. that's what it was. That's maybe that. Yeah, that's uh, what it. Then we found. Of course, dude. <laughs> you didn't read the second tweet, you fucking idiot. You don't come here. You don't listen to this podcast for accuracy. You listen to it for takes. Um, so yeah, not a well, you know, not a, not to put my tinfoil hat. On. Let's say let's say it doesn't happen a lot, right? Maybe it's only happened maybe right. once, uh, maybe often, twice, yes, three yeah, times, maybe. four. Uh, but <laughs> but um, you know, awfully convenient for Alpine's long-term driver to do what you know nobody, or in this case, very few, have done of beating uh, beating Fernando in the same machinery. So uh, yeah, Alpine Alonso. We'll talk about them. Got some more thoughts when we get to the race recap for them, but that is my bad. My ugly, it feels great to say that my ugly is 
Danny Ricardo haters because my guy <laughs> got a penalty early on for ending Yuki's race, but he charged up the field like he does every race and showed everyone why he deserves his spot in 2024. Maybe with McLaren if Piastri doesn't work out. But uh, but yeah, bad day for the haters around these parts. Uh, we need a. I think we need like an Ian alter ego <laughs> because dude. I mean, like the 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 hot and cold with this guy and this other guy. Just it's really confusing myself. I don't know who I'm talking to. Sometimes. No, I've been I've been extremely consistent. No one's been more consistent than me on Danny Ricardo. <laughs> I'm the most yeah. I'm the most consistent person I've ever. I'm met. The, no one's more consistent. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good stuff, good bad. Nightly, let's go into our race haikus. Uh, my haiku <laughs> is under the border. Last year's podium. <laughs> Fuck, I didn't do it. Again. <laughs> Dude, I don't even. I don't even try to test you. Just, just rip it off. If you're wrong, I'm not gonna catch you. I swear to God. Under the border, same as last year's podium. Alonzo gets fucked. All right. Mine uh pretty chalk. I didn't I didn't really like it. Um, I'm gonna go with so good start. Get ready. Um, Max strolls to a win. Perez podiums at home. Battle for second. Doesn't mean does not deserve a lot of snaps, but it's fine. Yeah. Uh, moving right <laughs> along though. <laughs> to our race recap of Mexico Grand Prix. Meow, meow. Um, starting with quals and free practice. Ian, um, anything uh, anything of worthy note to say? Yeah, uh, George had probably the majority of F1 watchers fooled because it seemed like, I think he, uh, he put in a purple second sector, a green first sector, and then just bo- like bottled it on the third sector. Uh, but it looked like he was on for pole, which was exciting for a little while there. Um, I think like you could you could tell that Mercedes were excited after like after putting in that quality performance like didn't go perfectly but it's like all right we got a car that can that can hang at least um, let's see Valtteri got a P6 you know he went six fastest which was very First impressive time in a minute yeah. that we've seen Alfa Romeo show any sign of yeah uh, yeah that's good to see I just don't you just love when he does well. Like, I get so excited when I'm like, ah. Oh. Dude, the beginning of the year, we're so excited. Yeah. It was like, dude, this fucking guy is going to, like, out. Remember, I think it was after, like, five races, he had as many or, like, right around many points as Lewis. And they are like, dude, in the Alfa Romeo, <laughs> this guy's a legend. And then, nope. Yeah. And then, oh, the classic the classic Williams. Um, like, hey, mm-hmm. we're, bringing, we're bringing major upgrades. And, like, you're going to see it in qualifying. Like, our, you know, when the fuel's down – and we're on softs, you're going to see how much we've improved, and they called 19th and 20th fastest. So it mm. doesn't, you know, we got fooled. I got fooled again, admittedly. I was like, okay, all right, let's see. Yeah. <laughs> I've had some good results <laughs> lately. <laughs> Nikki's got some points. Hey. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, dude. What are you going to do? So that was Qualls. Uh, let's talk about P5, Marco. Kick us off with McLaren, the best team on the McLaren. grid. McLaren, a whole eight points. <laughs> This past weekend, double Alpines, actually. So uh, moving up to 146 points, a mere seven points behind Alpine. So this is getting pretty dicey here, folks. Uh, Danny Ricardo, P11, so didn't make it in Q3. 
but a very strong P7. Lando Norris, P8 to P9. So back-to-back -back weeks with eight points. Just a big flip on who looked like the better driver. I I mean, this is definitely the closest um, battle that we have going into the final two weeks. And when you consider Alpine's reliability issues, like it seems like Alpine's probably the better, better car in general, but um, man, they just uh, keep DNFing themselves. So um, it's just going to see like if Alpine can, if they keep doing this, then I see McLaren pulling it off. Um, so it is going to be a very exciting, especially for you, uh, last two weeks. But I mean, I thought, I think the biggest talk by far was McLaren, driver of the day, Danny Ricardo, yeah. uh, just flying past the mid, uh, like, it, I kind of compared it to, did you see the NASCAR finish? Yeah. <laughs> that dude that put in like six bottles of nitrous in the back of his car and just fucking blew it. It kind of reminded me a little bit, like Danny was absolutely dusting some of these drivers, like Alpine right in front of him. I mean, it was uh, his own teammate right in front of him. He, uh, as he was passing Ocon, he did a little finger gun point at him. Did you see that? I did. Uh, so that just show, like this guy is going so, he's so in the groove, which we have not seen in a year, that he's willing to take one hand off the wheel, do a little pew pew, and then as he drives past the guy, and then um, he's also shooting down the competition, uh, you know, just taking out the competition literally. So I think that was his own, one little ding that he had with Yuki and um, a 10 second penalty that ended up, because he was doing so well, did not hurt him at the end. So yeah. ended up getting a, that 10 second, 10 plus second gap between uh, him and uh, P8 Esteban. And um, I, I don't think a lot of people saw that coming. They were like, oh, hopefully he can get into like the top in the points, like get a P10 or something uh, with this penalty. But man, he, he was just killing it. So huge shout out to Danny. Very happy to see him. Yeah, that. it's nice to see him. It's, it's always nice to see him like do well, but seeing him get like to the point where he's cocky, like taking a uh, hand off the wheel. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay, that's this, the, is, that's the Danny this is why, yeah, this is why he's been around so long. But yeah, I, Dude, I, there's one more spot open. <laughs> I would love for him to go to Haas and just boo. I would absolutely need it. Uh, all right, good stuff. Let's move to Alpine, the stupidest team on the grid. P4, 153 points. Only walked away with four points because they're really bad. Esteban Ocon going from P10 to P8 like a loser. Fernando Alonso, P9 to DNF like a bigger loser. Uh, not Ocon brought in the only points for the team. Some sorry four points and P8. Um, the thing that... We talked about like the straight line speed in Mexico. Kind of thought that uh, that like just the Alpine straight line speed would help him out here. Listen to an interview with Esteban after the race, and he was like, "Yeah, it was just like damage control. We had we had some cooling issues. I think they uh, ran into some braking stuff too. That was just like it was very brief, but it was like my he was like, hey, my engine's cutting a little bit. Um, so that was that was a problem for them. And yeah, I mean Fernando just getting." Getting mega unlucky again, um, or depending on whether or not you have a tinfoil hat on like me, Alpine's just fucking him over. So, uh, yeah. You, so you think, like, hey, for leaving us, we're going to throw your races so we lose out on millions of dollars for coming in fifth instead of fourth? I think that they know that they're going to beat McLaren in Brazil and Abu Dhabi. And so uh, they're like, we just want <laughs> We've, we don't care about how bad we beat them. As long as we beat them a little bit, causing you the most pain, we'll fucking yeah, beat All right, I'm back They're on. rolling the dice with All how right. close they can get to this. Yeah, it's only seven yeah, points ahead. Really. Like, it is – dude, it's exciting now. Like, I'm, I'm very <laughs> – again, we've been through this at least once or twice before with McLaren and me. But, like, I'm – 
I got my hopes up again. So, uh, yeah, I didn't know. The biggest <laughs> biggest news off track for Fernando, if you saw this, was him just randomly just doing what he does, like throwing shade at Lewis for no reason. <laughs> like uh, He said, Max's titles are worth more than Hamilton's. I have a lot of respect for Lewis, but it's different when you win seven world championships having only had to fight against your teammate. And it's just like, I when he says stuff like this, which I feel like is like every couple of races, like every two or three races, I'm just like, A, what was the question that you were answering? Like, what did you get asked where you're like, was it just like, hey, Fernando, how are you feeling about this race? He's like, Max's titles are better than Lewis. <laughs> uh, dude, yeah, I'll have to, like, fuck Alonzo, all my homies hate him. <laughs> Dude, I, I think he might be my least favorite driver on the grid now, dude. He just keeps with this petty shit, and it is it is bothering me. I don't see, like, props to Lewis for not just, like, playing back at it. I think there was a couple times where he was just, like, pissed at him for calling him names and stuff, which is, all right, that's fine, but he's not going to, like, you know, uh, eye for an eye or anything like that. No. I give more respect for that, but, dude, yeah, it is, it is so bad. And that quote fucking doesn't make sense, okay? <laughs> Who is who is second right now in this second championship right now? It's fucking his teammate, and Max is cruising to the to a victory. Yeah, but dude, he's saying that he's only Mercedes has just been too good, and so you've only had to fight against your teammate, and so yeah, it, it just it's what not is, as hard basically, and so it doesn't count. It okay, doesn't count. So if, if your team Red is Bull. good, then your championships don't count. So twenty twenty two Red Bull, who is gotten the double championship the guys are one two who is he racing against not perez clearly it can't be perez because then that would make this quote fucking stupid as shit is he racing someone else um you know racing himself it's not about it making sense it's about it being inflammatory <laughs> yeah okay yeah just making others look uh or like yeah just throwing stones at others yeah okay fuck it <laughs> that's all Okay, uh, moving on to our P3, 447 points, 31 points over the weekend. Mercedes, Lewis Hamilton, P3 to P2. George Russell, P2 to P4. Um, we said it last week, George has been uh, pretty aggressive on the track for most of his career. Um, getting a little spicy on the, um, on the radio as well. He thought that um, he was given the wrong set of tires um, throughout the race was kind of making his little complaints. Um, just kind of something that I feel like we see Lewis doing a lot. Like, you sure about these tires? They're like, no, these are right. And he's like, I don't know about these tires, man. Like, don't think it was a good idea. It was kind of like a, a very similar, maybe a little bit more like annoyed um, kind of um, response. But yeah, we saw uh, George getting a little, little feisty there. And then uh, Lewis, I mean, doing his very best with a car that is clearly, clearly, obviously, uh, does not have the performance as Red Bull, like, doing a very good job at keeping up with Max, um, like, as best as he could all the way through. Like, I think it was pretty obvious, um, pretty easy, and, like, for the most part, if, unless you're not lying to yourself, like, for the most part, Max probably had this race, but, um, I mean, he, he did his best to actually keep it, like, to a reasonable um, distance be between the two. Um, and I thought uh, the Red Bull team was giving him props as well. I think they uh, were kind of clapping him up as he finished P2. I also don't know, like, they, 
I saw some people taking a positive spin on it, being like, oh, yeah, did you see, like, the Red Bull team, Garage was clapping him as he finished. Maybe they were clapping, being like, ha, ah, you didn't come in first. Oh, also, they were waiting for Perez to finish as well, and they were clapping for him. So I don't know entirely if this was them just being, hey, like, um, you know, despite all our differences, Lewis, we do cheer, cheer for you. Um, I would like to see, like, a confirmation on that because I just I could see that not being the case. Yeah. I don't know. The, the, he did – uh, during the safety car, I can't remember for, like which safety car it was, but Lewis did say, uh, like, hey, Max widened the gap during the safety car, like when he was right behind him. <laughs> and it was like, oh, dude, don't, like that's that's some Max Verstappen of, like, nine, you know, 2019 to 21 bullshit where he's like, uh, try to take out the guy in front of you in any way possible, even if it's, like, pathetic and embarrassing. It's like, dude, don't, like, come on. What, what did he widen it? Like, if he what widened it by, what was it like? Like, you know, no, I don't yeah, and even the announcers too, where they were just like, "Yeah, this is like, I mean, that that does happen. Depends on when like the the yellows ends. Like, if it's unfortunate, you're kind of weaving, and he's on a straight. It just this just ha- that's racing. So it's not like something that he probably hasn't seen in the past for him to be like, whoa, 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 what's the deal? Yeah. So yeah, I think maybe just just like a little bit of comment that he hoped the uh, the stewards picked up on. Yeah. Yeah, it was just like throw. That was like a big hail mary of like, yeah, may, yeah hey, maybe hey, maybe he widened the gap. Yeah, um, maybe he didn't. I'm not looking into it. Someone else should. <laughs> two two minute penalty, please. Um, <laughs> all right, and let, moving into our P2, Ferrari 487 points is where they sit after getting 18 points this weekend, um, which is crazy that they got 18 points with two drivers finishing. You don't see that a lot. <laughs> um, but uh, that that was a bad one. I don't know what happened to Ferrari these past few weeks. They were just simply not close. I think Sergio Pitt. After like his after Sergio's first stint, he pit and he was I think between the Ferraris, and the Ferraris had not pit yet. So it's like I I had to do a double take, open up the F1 TV app and looked at everybody's like <laughs> you know everybody's data and I was like yeah no I'm right like these the, these guys have not pit and like Sergio is essentially a whole pit stop ahead of them. So uh, and that was with a five second you know or five second pit stop. So it was just like not even close. I did see. That uh, the reason why was because <laughs> this is why, again, you don't listen to this podcast for the technical analysis here, but the turbos on the engines were in trouble, so the engines had to be turned down. And I thought about mm. this and I was like, all right, so basically, it's like you're playing FIFA, but you can't hit the sprint button. And so you just have to, oh, like, go heavy jog at a significantly slower rate. But yeah, Co- Carlos was 40 seconds behind Max. Uh, at fifth place, uh, you know, at the finish. So that's like, you know, like they, I didn't know they turned it, you know, they would turn it down that much. But yeah, you know, five, six finish is okay, I guess, if you're, you know, if you're, uh, if you've got both Red Bulls and both Mercedes in front of you. But uh, yeah, not a, not a great race. And I don't think that, I think 40 points is enough to, uh, to kind of like ride out the season. Again, like we said last time, if and only if both, cars can finish the race or one of them can get on the podium like you know that they, they, that's a necessity at this point if they have a double dnf it's going to make the last race in abu oh. dhabi extremely exciting to watch uh if, if they got a double dnf i <laughs> i would think that mercedes is just going to sweep that under them um but yeah i mean down 40 they made a good chunk so not i mean Dude, if they can get 20 points each of the next two races, and, I mean, odds are it's, it's rare that we kind of see a Ferrari 
both like neither Ferrari DNF these days. It's true. I feel like it's something kind of pops up. So even with one, and like let's say they have these turbo issues, right? We have Carlos Sainz finishing P5. Then, I mean, it's, I don't know, dude. I'm sweating as a Ferrari fan that this would be like one of the most um, like blown leads I've seen in, a, in my racing fandom. Some people are saying that um, so Charles has not uh, – it's been nine races since he's DNF'd, so he's extremely uh, overdue maybe. What are your thoughts on that? <laughs> oh, what are your thoughts on that? <laughs> um, dude, yeah, I mean, th- yeah, no, he's – no, it means like we're going to get into double digits, yep. you know, <laughs> DNF free for 10. And then Carlos is just going to be like a little coin flip. Carlos has been out two you know? of the last three races. So, yeah, he's, he's – I think for a total of like two laps <laughs> for both of those That's races. That's awesome, baby. The best. Yeah. Nice. So, yeah, stress on – I think you have like a positive in your situation, like McLaren. I think like the Alpine is just not doing too hot right now. Like they're not really – like they're struggling these last couple of weeks. I think it's kind of flip-flopped on this one. I know we have a much bigger gap to like – if we really fumble this, this is going to be very painful. It'll be bad. Like, if you guys fumble it, you guys are like, ah, dang. Like, you know, it was fine, close, close. Alpine, or like, if Alpine fumbles it, like, dang. But it was only seven, so like, something bad one weekend. But yeah, yeah if you fumble 40 points with two late races to go with the car that you had all year, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I think that whole garage has to be fired if that's the case. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. All right, well, um, moving on to, I think this is going to be pretty quick, moving on to our P1, 696 points, plus 40 points on the weekend, Red Bull, Verstappen, P1 to P1, Sergio, P4 to P3, um, just another near-perfect weekend for Red Bull, um, Sergio just needed, you know, one up, and then a fastest lap, and then they just had the the perfect weekend, so very close to that, um, I don't know what else, we said enough, where they just have been dominant, there's they're just the best right now. Yeah. So that's it. I, I'm, I'm looking at, like, moving on to next year. I know we talked about the penalties. Like, do you think that this penalty is going to have major effects on Red Bull? And do you see this uh, disparity between them and the rest? Uh, I mean, they're 200 and uh, almost 210 points above second place. Do you, like, do you think this is going to affect the disparity between the two? No, they already talked about that. It's not going to affect it because um, the quote from Christian Horner was, um, the loss, okay. the loss, the loss of wind tunnel time will have a significant impact on our lap time next year. But what we've lost in terms of time, we've gained in motivation. So they, I think, I think they they balance it out. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure one hour of wind tunnel time is equivalent to like four or five motivations. And so I think I think oh, they're good. Geez, like dude. yeah, a little excess on the motivations front <laughs> shouldn't shouldn't affect them at all. Oh, dude, I was really worried about this whole situation. I'm glad. <laughs> Like Christian really steered it straight. All right, they're set. Yeah. 2020, 2023 uh, world champions. Here we go again. Yep. Congrats, congrats ahead of time. They should just do a double podium or double uh, championship celebration in Abu Dhabi. They should add a trophy as well, uh, specifically for Christian of the motivation championship. <laughs> championship. Christian gets first, like, second, and third place. Yeah. <laughs> we, we fucking won that. We fucking won that. That was another I good told you from the beginning. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Race recap done. Let's move on to our gambling corner, baby. First time I've ever been excited to talk about the gambling corner. Yeah. Yeah. 
Marco, kick us off, you winner, you big fat winner. All right, dude. I'm going to go. So I went with max hitting pole, minus 120, two units on that. Uh, so I went from $85, uh, so 15 bucks in the hole, 102 back with a positive $2 on the $100 <laughs> that we were giving each other. So uh, I am in the black. I, this is a huge, huge day for me. I'm very excited. Congrats. I also had a bit of a winning weekend. Sergio on the podium. It was at minus 190. I did my second double unit special. You can expect to see many more of those bad boys coming around. (laughs) And uh, double podium for Red Bull was at minus 120. That was a unit. So yeah, boy went up, uh, I think it was 19 bucks, I think overall. So from, uh, yeah, from 55 bucks to $74. We'll take it. That's a green weekend for the boys that's why you listen to this show baby is the picks <laughs> do you, if we keep this up dude we're gonna be rolling in it <laughs> all right well that does it for our gambling corner over in mexico um i think we're riding hard streak so oh, yeah. um kind of kind of worried for the track next in two weeks am i right yes sir uh, all right moving along to our <laughs> final sector uh race predictions recap uh to fill everyone up we were tied 25-25 going into this past weekend. Um, I will just run through my many wins here. Um, I got the one with Max on pole. One. Nice. I mean, hey, you got uh, that. That helped you in your gambling corner at least extra with that. Uh, with that two. It did stuff. actually, dude. I doubled down. Look um, at that. I had my Max as a winner, so there's that one, and my no Ferrari on the podium, which, uh, yeah. I think I also won. So that's two points for me. That means I edge ahead of Marco, 27 to 26. That is the score for the end of October. Two races left, Marco. Not a, not a, not a big gap, but it's a gap. There's a gap, dude. Uh, I mean, would you, your thoughts, do you want to win this or do you want um, McLaren to win P4? Um, ooh. <laughs> I mean, I think I'd yeah. probably take McLaren P4. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm saying... Ferrari P3, it's fine. I want this. This is this is my goal. Oh, okay. All right. Good. <laughs> yeah, dude. This is how much I care about. This. We're aligned then. Good deal. <laughs> All right. Well, that wraps it up for our recap of the Mexicano Grand Prix. We uh, appreciate everybody for listening. We got Brazil in two weeks, I believe. Right? Week off, if I'm not mistaken. I think that is correct. Let's go, boys and girls. And decent time. I mean, we're still sticking with that uh, Western. Um, time zone. That's true. Yeah. Thanks for more races on the Western Hemisphere next year, please, Formula One. <laughs> please, God, please. All right. Dude, we're going to be set, right? Three in the U.S. now? Three in the Canada, U.S. Canada, Mexico, Mexico Brazil. Brazil. Damn. Throw in a really weird one, like uh, Panama or something like that. All right. Let's not go. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you uh, for Brazil. See you, assholes.